Good morning. Nice to be able to join you on this second Sunday of Advent. And uh, I trust that you are well. We're doing okay here in uh, North Wales. And we really enjoy the opportunity to be able to share a Christmas message with you. The first thing that uh, we want to do is to ask John or whoever's in charge of uh, technology to play a Snoopy Peanuts cartoon item and it concerns uh, the reading of Luke's story of Christmas. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, perhaps it's new to some of you, but I'm sure to most of you, you'll be familiar with that. You may know that uh, since 1960, the American broadcasts broadcasters have been showing that every Christmas on TV. And uh, a couple of months ago, there was a bit of a controversy, as you may know, because Apple TV bought all the rights to Peanuts and there was a question mark about whether they would allow the broadcasters to show it again this Christmas. Uh, but in fact, Apple have agreed really that they will show, that will let the broadcasters uh, show this cartoon. Now, if you were observant, you might have noticed that at a certain point when Linus is reciting the Christmas story, that this blue blanket uh, that he has drops to the ground and it drops to the ground when he uses the words the angel do not fear and that's where we're going to focus uh, this morning on the do not fears of the Christmas story. Now for many people this year has been a year that in different ways has generated fear, uh, fear of catching the virus, uh, fear of, of not being able to work, and many, many other fears have arisen. 
And at the moment, I suppose there's still an element of that as we begin to approach the time when we're going to uh, be offered the vaccine. Uh, will we feel comfortable or will we be fearful of receiving this vaccine? There are all sorts of rumors going around, as you probably know, on the internet, and we're not going to focus on those. But uh, there we go. We'll have to decide in our own mind and trust God whether we're going to have it or not. So there are lots of things going about that can generate fear in people's lives. And so we felt it would be good this morning if we just focused on the do not fears of the Christmas story. So the first one that we're going to think about is the words to Zechariah in Luke 1 and verse 13, which Leslie's going to read. Verse 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. Here we have an elderly priest serving the Lord when this unexpected and unusual event takes place. And the announcement is going to generate, I'm sure, a mixture of feelings within Zechariah and Elizabeth's heart. Here it is the unlikely that is going to happen because the scripture says that they were very old and uh, normally you wouldn't expect there to be uh, a conception and then a birth. But that's exactly, as you know from the scriptures, what is about to happen. And uh, they will give birth to John the Baptist. So here in an unlikely event, the words do not fear appear. Then as he's going to read Luke 1.30 about Mary. And from verse 26, in the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Here we have an unmarried teenage girl, engaged, yes, but a virgin, who has to come to terms with the visit of an important angel with an important announcement. And for her, it's absolutely astonishing, but fearful, as you can see within her own heart, because of what the angel has to say to her. And for her, there must have been a whole lot of different things going on in her mind, and he tries to reassure her. And it's interesting when you look at these different characters of how they respond to the words of the Lord. So 
Zechariah and Elizabeth, the Lord has done this for me. Mary, I am the Lord's servant. So there's a coming to terms inside themselves with these very unusual circumstances in their lives, just as our circumstances have been very unusual during the course of this year. And it's for us as well to respond and to say, God is here. God is in the midst. God is with us. God's hand is upon us in spite of unusual and unexpected and unlikely events. The third one, do not fear, is the shepherds. And Leslie reads from Luke chapter 2. Starting at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So on this occasion, we see the visit of the angels to what we would know from their time as the outcasts of society. Uh, people didn't want to mix uh, with the shepherds. They were regarded as those people who have a job to do, uh, who get their hands dirty, but we don't have to have anything to do with them. The unclean, the cast outs, the outcasts of society. And yet in the midst of all of this, of course, the word of the announcement of the birth of the Savior comes to them. And the situation that they faced was something that they'd never faced before, totally unexpected, unlikely, unusual. And of course, this invasion of heaven to earth caused them to be frightened. And yet the angels assure them really that they should not fear. Whatever is surprising in life, casts us back upon the Lord to hear his word to us. Do not be afraid. And the next one is Joseph in Matthew chapter 1. Starting from verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because his, his, he will save his people from their sins. Here we have a very honorable man, a righteous man, an upright man, a man who wants to do the right thing in the Lord. And yet he's faced with very unusual circumstances, ones that must have caused all sorts of things to go through his mind about this woman that he loved and wanted to spend the rest of his life with. 
And yet here now he has to come to terms with information, news that he hadn't expected. And naturally his response is what you would expect. And yet the angel comes to, the Lord, to him in this way and says to him, it's okay, I'm in charge, I have control. The Holy Spirit is in this. Do not be afraid, don't be fearful. God is with you in the midst of all of this. So whether it's to the elderly, to teenagers, to the outcasts, or to people who are living an honorable life, the message comes to you and me and to others, do not be afraid. Now, if just refer you back to that cartoon for a moment, uh, you'll notice that Linus is the one that carries this blue blanket around with him all the time. In fact, uh, from Schultz, who created in us, we arrive at this phrase, security blanket. And we all have our security blankets in one way or the other, things that we lean upon, things that we trust, things that we find helpful to see us through lots of difficulties and through lots of circumstances. And yet there's a real sense in which during the course of this year, and I'm sure going into next year as well, that there are gonna to continue to be those times when our security is shaken. But it's to the Lord that we must look, and it's to the Lord that we must trust, and we must help one another through these times where we face the unknown, the unexpected, the unusual, the surprising, the unsettling, the unbeliever. And so it's easy for us to at times let go of the blanket as Linus did and hear the words, do not fear. But by the end of that cartoon, you'll see really that he picks up his blanket again and off he goes. And so we have to come back again and again to the Lord and get to that place of trusting him rather than trusting external circumstances. So many external things have changed. They are not the same, but the Lord has not changed. The Lord remains the same. He is the same today, tomorrow and forever. And that's the reassurance again of the message of the angels at Christmas to us that we need to hear again. It was Paul who said that which is not of faith is sin. And so we have to keep coming back from that place where we would lean on other things rather than lean on the Lord and settle not in the place of sin, but in the place of faith. Now you will know that hardly a week goes by where there aren't some news that's broadcast to us that can create all sorts of dilemmas, fears, even within us, but certainly within the community of the church, the body of Christ. And so I've asked Leslie to uh, just highlight some of the areas uh, in the world which deserve our focus and our prayers at this moment. And I just encourage you to be quiet for a moment and in your own hearts to offer a prayer as we have a silence after each of these items. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we think about the crisis in Ethiopia, where there are 36 million Christians. Over 3,200 people are fleeing to Sudan every day, escaping violence, 
bombing and shelling. Pray for Muslim Hands team on the ground right now who are distributing emergency relief to help refugees. We pray, Lord, for the crisis in Yemen. Yemen is the largest humanitarian crisis in the world, with more than 24 million people, some 80% of the population, in need of humanitarian assistance, including more than 12 million children. Pray for UNICEF, who are on the scene. And the crisis in Nigeria. Now in its 10th year, the conflict in Nigeria's northeast has uprooted over 2 million people and resulted in thousands of women and girls abducted and children drafted into the insurgency groups. Pray for Christian aid. And nearer to home, Lord, we pray for the people involved in the explosion in Avonmouth, Bristol. The shock on the streets of Avonmouth is still raw following an explosion which killed four people at the Wessex Water Treatment Works nearby. We pray for bereaved families and those recovering from their injuries and for those offering them support. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So the message of the angels do not fear is as relevant today as it's ever been. And in these circumstances, we pray the do not fear over those people that are in these places, as Leslie has addressed our attention to today. I'm going to ask uh, John if he would play the second Snoopy cartoon, please. Shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Linus is right. I won't let all this commercialism ruin my Christmas. I'll take this little tree home and decorate it, and I'll show them it really will work in our play. First prize? 
well. This commercial dog is not going to ruin my Christmas. I've killed it. Oh, everything I touch gets ruined. a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Charlie Brown is a blockhead, but he did get a nice tree. Okay, well, I wanted to draw two things as a conclusion this morning. Firstly, in all of the stories uh, from the angels that we've heard and been reminded of today, one thing comes across, and that is the need for us to surrender to God again. Out of our insecurities and our insecure places in our hearts today, we surrender again to God. And we say, Lord, you do know what is happening. You are in charge. You are still on the throne. And we seek to trust you. And Lord, we go from that place of surrender to the place of worship. And one of the things you'll see if you explore that last cartoon more fully on YouTube, you'll see really that they end up in a worship carol. And so that's where we come to again today, a place of worship, a place of adoration, a place of giving to God thanks for his goodness to us through another year, bringing us to another Christmas, and a place of worship in our lives that says, Father, we bow down and we trust you, and we seek to embrace the message of the angels, we shall not fear for we trust the Lord. Pray that God may bless you this Christmas in the name of Jesus, with love from Russ and Leslie. Amen.